Welcome to True Mysteries, Stories of the Strange and Unexplained. I'm your host, Kit Crum. Pleased to say that Ray Ruckus is in the studio right now, and he's been taking us through his adventures in the Alaskan Triangle and his encounter with Bigfoot. And now, uh, Ray, as I understand, according to a little script here, you were flown by your martial arts instructor to the island of Hokkaido? That's correct, kid. Um, and uh, Sensei had explained that there was a supposed doorway that was located in a haunted woods that surrounded an old round schoolhouse, and that the area could only be reached by foot, no roads. Locals claimed that the surrounding woods were haunted and bobbing with uh, strange lights, mystery lights, and half-glimpsed shadowy figures, and the night is often pierced by screams as well as other discernible noises. Well, that sounds like quite the adventure. Yeah, it was. It was enough to get me out of Anchorage, Alaska. Well, why don't you take it on from there, Ray? Thank you, kid. Well, like I just said, that was enough to get me out of Anchorage. And the fact that my sensei would also pay for my flight to the island and my room and board. Well, I'd be flying international uh, Hokkaido International Airlines, arriving at uh, Nuchitsu Airport. Uh, considered the gateway to Hokkaido, there I'd be picked up by a private limousine service that would take me to the Hotel Bjiko in the town of Baibe. Well, this by far outranked the whistling ghost of Whittier, Alaska. <laughs> Plus, airfare, room, and board were taken care of. I readily agreed and asked that he faxed me everything he could on the forest and the immediate surroundings of this round schoolhouse. Well, once in the plane and seated at a window seat, which is where I always like to sit, I pulled out the file I'd created based on what Sensei had faxed me and realized that while the woods were believed to be haunted, it all centered around an oddly built round schoolhouse constructed in 1906. The building was a circular design, which earned its nickname, the Round Schoolhouse. Okay, from the 1940s up until 1970s, it was used as a school. And the interesting thing is, you know, you, uh, most places where there are hauntings and ghosts and strange lights, there's usually been some kind of uh, critical situation, death, uh, to make it spooky, I guess, to bring the ghosts in. But the round schoolhouse was not that way. It was simply deserted and uh, closed uh, for unknown reasons. The building seemed to have been left as it was on the day it was abandoned, with tables and desks collecting dust. Anyway, that's what the file said. The grounds of the property had become thick and tangled with overgrowth brush. It became apparent that the schoolhouse itself would be where my investigation would actually begin. Apparently, during the 70s and 80s, the round schoolhouse became a popular place to go to try and see ghosts. Trespassers to the site would return with terrifying tales of all sorts of supernatural events in and around the property. Paranormal investigators who have been there consistently put this location in the top 10 lists of Japan's most haunted places. And there have been Japanese spirit mediums who have been so overwhelmed with negative spiritual energy that they refuse to go back. The more I read in this file, the better it got. Sinister rumors spoke of people going off to explore the ruins of the schoolhouse only to disappear without a trace. That brings me to the idea of the doorway to the fourth dimension, but we'll get to that in a minute. 
Anyway, stories of abandoned cars found on the nearby road, their occupants said to have gone off towards a schoolhouse to never return. There are a lot of cars. Perhaps worse yet are those said to have come back completely insane, driven over the brink of madness by whatever it was they had seen. This is right up my alley. In 1998, three curiosity seekers went off to investigate the ruin and seemed to have gotten more than they bargained for. They parked their car and began their trek through the forest, this tangle of trees towards the main building. Once there, they were almost immediately overcome by a clinging, unsettling cold, and they sensed that they were being watched from the shadows by something that seemed to creep along and follow them. Well, this was followed by a series of escalating paranormal experiences. Items being knocked over, doors slamming shut, and a startled shout of one of the group when he was shoved by some invisible entity. The longer they stayed, the more the intensity of these events increased until they got to the point where they'd seen enough and made their way back outside. As they did, a black form congealed out of the shadows and followed them. My reading was interrupted by dinner, since they had booked me first class. Through the meal, I, I wondered where the fourth dimension would come into play. When the remnants of my food and utensils had been collected, I pulled out the last two pages. My question was answered. This account seemed to suggest that there was some sort of a vortex or interdimensional doorway within the round schoolhouse. This account was recorded in 2000 and again involved a couple of amateur paranormal investigators drawn to the location by all of the mysterious tales and creepy stories. Perhaps it was their mistake to go there in the evening hours, but whatever the reason, they certainly came across something rather outlandish in the building. Now, this was the last page of that file that tells us as they made their way through the forest towards the schoolhouse, they heard strange sounds coming from trees. Sounds like someone banging on a tree with a stick, someone snapping twigs, and what one of the witnesses swore was the sound of giggling. Okay, this is really this is really getting great. They reached the building and disembodied footsteps seemed to echo all around them. But when they reached one room, they came across a faintly glowing opening in the wall, which supposedly shimmered and rippled. Well, that was it. I was primed and ready. The limo ride uh, happened when I landed, and the limo was waiting for me, and it was short. There had been an envelope waiting for me on the seat. The room was typical Japanese, what we in the States would call a small studio. One room with a futon and three drawer chests for my clothes. It was apparent that I was expected to take every meal out. Now, when I tore open that envelope I found on the seat in the limousine, I was pleased to discover food vouchers and the equivalent of $500. Sweet! After a hearty meal of noodles, fish, and a side dish of vegetables, I ventured out in an attempt to locate the forest in the round schoolhouse. I'm afraid that my Japanese is as lacking as was the locals' English although I got the impression they knew what I was asking and just didn't want to respond. I finally found a group of students who pointed the way. They didn't know how far, but they said by lunchtime I could reach the schoolhouse. Well, I filled my butt pack with seaweed, crackers, and two bottles of water, carried one of those disposable cameras around my neck. I definitely looked like a tourist, but I didn't care. Whatever was creeping around out there was going to get photographed. I wouldn't be caught flat-footed as I was in Portlock, Alaska, when I met Bigfoot and didn't have a camera. Well, I can't name the trees, though they reminded me of Western Madrone. 
in that they grew at odd angles and had few branches and weren't straight at all and had dark and thin bark. The forest was dense and the trees close enough together and tall enough to create a canopy. That made it seem darker than it was. Many of the trees rubbed, making some very strange noises, but nothing out of the norm. I have to admit it all went to make a pretty spooky environment. The path I followed became narrow, like an animal trail, but trees were so close together that it would have been difficult to wander off the trail. Now, my situational awareness was on high alert for any odd shadows that might belong or might not belong to the trees. And it paid off. I'd been walking at a leisurely pace for about 45 minutes following the trail when from the corner of my eye I noticed movement among the trees. It was two-legged, not four, and it seemed to glide, and despite the amount of leaves and deadfall, made no noise. I didn't change my pace as I grasped my camera, took two more steps, and pivoted around and snapped a picture. Actually, three. Then I pivoted back and around, and I continued along the trail the same pace, as though nothing had happened. When similar shadows appeared along the trees ahead of me, I became a little concerned, but only a little, and I took some more pictures. The further up the trail I went, the closer to the trail they became. Finally, inevitable what happened. One of the shadows stepped to the middle of the trail. Now, it was like a silhouette, black, with no features or bodily details. I mean, I, I could see the general shape of a person, head, arms, waist, and legs, it was like a strange game of chicken, and I wasn't going to be the one to step off the trail. When we were about 10 feet apart, I felt a presence, and at about 6 feet, when I was making my plan of defense, it stepped off the trail, moved behind a tree, and that was that. I stopped and turned, and all the shadows were gone. Another 20 minutes, and the schoolhouse came into view. Well, the structure was definitely round. Any windows had been broken out long ago, leaving empty sills that looked to be about five feet by three feet, and they were on the second floor, chiefly. What stood out as a first impression was no graffiti. It was two-story. When I walked around the structure, staying back about ten feet, I noticed that there were no outbuildings. Then came the feeling I was being watched, but not from the forest this time, from the window sills. I could certainly understand how the building would give people the creeps. I couldn't explain the shadow people, as I had dubbed them, and now the sense of being watched. Whatever it was, it was time to get serious and enter the building and look for that room. Paranormal investigators said had the wall that they described as rippling and shimmering. And I will end it there. Today is Monday, and Tuesday, I will take you inside the haunted schoolhouse, and believe it or not, I will take you up to the doorway, to the fourth dimension. Well, this is Ray Ruckus, explaining about the haunted schoolhouse in Japan, and I hope you listen tomorrow when I take you inside the haunted schoolhouse and introduce you to some shadowy people and a door that leads to the fourth dimension, and you can't believe what I'm going to tell you after that. Again, this is Ray Ruckus. True mysteries, strange stories of the unexplained. Thanks for listening.